Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Monday, and you know, do you see a finger floating in there? Oh, look who it is. It's Bobby. It's Bobby. Wanted to let you know. I know, we're having so much fun with you. Uh, today's podcast, like the previous couple Mondays, um, was a previous recording. And so today, as you listen to Revelation 21, this came from two seasons back. We hope that you will meet the Lord um, in this chapter. We do have one more podcast coming to you tomorrow, and then stay tuned for a video giving you an update as to what you can expect uh, this summer and our coming back for season four in August. God bless you as you read Revelation 21 today. And welcome to Revelation chapter 21, almost chapter 22, which is the end of the Bible. Yes, it is. Wow. Yeah, we get to go out with a bang. Revelation 21 is incredible. It's beautiful. It's powerful. There's mm-hmm. a lot of different words I'd use to describe this chapter, yeah. but it's just good for your heart. To read it. And so we're going to focus on the first, kind of third of it, really the first eight eight verses. Yeah, that's kind of what stuck out to us. Yeah. Just and break so, it down a yeah, little bit. Let me, let me read you just Revelation 21, verse 1. Mm-hmm. It says, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. Mm-hmm. So I think with this, right, sometimes people have questions. Yeah. Like, what's this going to be questions. like when Jesus comes back? And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what does this mean that there's going to be new heaven, new earth? Yeah. Well, the the word new, I'm just to give you a little handle, like it doesn't mean that um, God's starting all over completely fresh from scratch, ditching everything. It's and dynamite the earth and heaven, blow it up, and then rebuild, <laughs> like recreate something completely new. Right. It just They're... means he's going <laughs> to renew it. Right. The, literally the Greek word, I don't know, how do you pronounce that? Okay. Oh, yeah. okay. It's not. Sometimes you make things harder than I kind of need to. It's kind of in the Greek. Yeah. So in the Greek, that word for new, like Clark said, literally means to fresh or renew. And so a little interesting factoid that I'm actually just recalling. Do you remember learning this in our class back in college? That's actually probably not. Yeah, you're right. Probably not. Okay. So I'm just being reminded. <laughs> playing spades on my computer. Don't listen to Clark, you Keep guys. Keep going. Stay in school, kids. Work hard. Anyway, the word uh, root word for salvation is actually very similar to this. It's I'm, this is just coming to my mind, and it literally um, comes from the word salvage, and it's mm. kind of the same thing. Uh, what God has done and is going to do with this new heaven and new earth is what He is doing in our lives right now. So instead of um, just starting over with mm-hmm. us, um, you know, He sent Jesus, and He has given us a heart of flesh, and He's literally, you know, renewing, refreshing. Our, our being. And then that's true for our heavenly bodies to our tertiary bodies um, is that they'll be, um, they'll be refreshed and renewed um, after we go mm-hmm. into this, this new heaven. And so those are kind of similar root words, salvation. And then this word new to that we're reading in yep. Revelation. God's renewing and restoring. Mm-hmm. But Bob, you want to read the next couple of verses, verses three, four, and five. And this ties in the entire Bible and that God wants to be with us. Yeah. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the older order of things has passed away. He who is seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. Am mm-hmm. I reading verse 6 too? No, that's good. Okay. 
So I, again, this idea of God's grand plan, his heart is simply to be with us. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. It's like what what stories come to your mind, Bob, when you're yeah. thinking about God well, wanting you know, to Abraham, be with us. Yeah, all the way back in really the beginning, the Garden of Eden with, with Adam and Eve. Yeah. You know, literally created just to be in the presence uh, of God, mm-hmm. um, just to enjoy his uh, person and his creation. And mm-hmm. so Adam and Eve... Um, I like how it always says that God would walk with them in the cool of the day. Yeah. It's like God enjoyed being with his peeps. Right. Just uh, just going on a walk. Yeah. Hanging out. Um, but the same is true then for, you know, his chosen people then throughout the rest of the Bible mm-hmm. as he's just trying to figure out ways um, to walk with them um, and be with them. A, a better way of saying that, I guess, is that the, the people are trying to um, figure out ways, I guess. And the next, to, what's the, another story or example that you think of God being with his people? I don't know. What are you thinking of? Uh, Exodus. Like God, yeah. God tabernacling with his people. And like God wanted to spend time with them. And like that's part of the reason why he like got them out of Egypt. Right. And yeah, that word tabernacle. Yeah. And so in that tabernacle, you think of Exodus and, and God really manifesting and being the cloud of smoke, the pillar of fire, and him right. being with his people, Moses wanting to build the tabernacle. Um, and so that, mm-hmm. that's what happens the rest of the Old Testament, building the temple so that they could have the most holy of holies. God's mm-hmm. presence is just with his people. Yeah. And then, well, the most obvious example, I think, comes in the person of Jesus when, you know, yeah. God the Father sends Jesus the Son to literally be the written message of the gospel in human form with flesh on. So he literally walks with us, kind of like Genesis 1 again. And so we see God again coming down. Um, what is that verse? I think it's in Philippians that he humbles himself mm-hmm. anyway. And so what a beautiful picture of God again, pursuing, you know, yeah. relentlessly, relentlessly in this pursuit of us, of our hearts. And then that, that story, like Clark just said, continues in revelation. And now it's, it's wrapping up, you know, there's this battle, um, that, uh, is for us throughout all of scripture and uh literally jesus name emmanuel like our church means um god with us mm-hmm. uh, that's his desire and now we see this coming to full circle in revelation yeah. chapter 21 redeeming re- rescuing and restoring mm-hmm. and that uh, you look at verse six and it basically he said to me it's done i'm the alpha the omega the beginning and the end um, mm-hmm. To the thirsty i'll give water without cost for from the spring of water of life and Again, Jesus is finishing what he started. Yeah, and that's good. That's just great news. Like the good work that God's working in your heart, God's going to bring that to completion. Yeah. And so, uh, one of the commentaries we were just kind of looking over only three times in Scripture that does God announce that His work's completed. Hmm. One at creation, two at the cross when He says it's finished, and now hmm. three in Revelation twenty-one. And hmm. so, it's just really encouraging to see that God. You know, he kicked Satan out of heaven, one. He defeated him on the cross, two. And he's putting him away for all of eternity here, three. Mm-hmm. And that God's just tying up loose ends, yeah. finishing the deal, mm-hmm. and securing our salvation, which I think is just gives me a lot of hope. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's probably one of the main things that has come out of reading Revelation just in general for me is that while there's so many questions and why there's such big mystery, um, there's also just a ton of hope when you read this and realizing and remembering who God is and and what this plan is that he has for us and for Mm -hmm. creation. And so that's kind of a little bit of... um, what stuck out just in general from Revelation. But I mean, before we move on to is 
there's just this reality too of what heaven is what we're getting invited into in heaven um and also that there is this place that is not heavenly that is separate from god and there's this truth about hell that you read um that is kind of a an eye-opener too um so verse eight sounds like this but the cowardly the unbelieving the vile the murderers the sexually immoral those who practice magic arts the idolaters and all liars will be consigned to the fiery lake of burning sulfur this is the second death and so in that, um, you know, that's, that could be one of those sour moments for you where you're reading the scroll right now, the Bible, and you're like, oh, that doesn't taste good to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and Uncle uh, Pastor Ken says it in a really gentle way where he just says, if, if you have, have chosen not to honor God um, here on earth, then he's going to honor that at the end of your life. Yeah. And so you see this huge love story, the culmination of this huge love story in Revelation where God has been for us and pursuing us. And now it's this beautiful picture. Um, And then at the end, there is this truth too that we have too in the reality. And so we have to be courageous. Like in verse eight says, Mm -hmm. but the cowardly. And that was something you were going to speak into. Yeah, I just thought that right now a word for us is that it does take courage to follow Jesus because it's it's becoming less and less popular. Yeah. Um, You're getting made fun of, uh, you know, the... The home life is under attack. Uh, gender has been redefined. Uh, how are you saved and what is true is now up mm-hmm. to every individual to decide for themselves. Mm-hmm. I think if you do have a stance and when it comes to Christianity, we're, we're called to like tell other people about why we believe what we believe and why we believe God is love. Mm-hmm. That can often be received as oppression, bigotry. Uh, you're a hater because you're not mm-hmm. allowing me to have my own version of truth. And so there's just going to be conflict. It's going to be tense. And it does take courage to follow Jesus and simply to stand up for what you believe in. So Mm -hmm. part of my heart here is just praying that we would all be people of conviction, that we would really wrestle with what we believe and why, and then we'd stick to it. Mm -hmm. And we'd do it kindly, but we would not not, uh, lose our footing and just stand our ground and Mm love the socks off of people and continue to speak the truth. And with that, there will become, there will come times of hardship. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe our name is going to be slandered. There'll be a temptation to like be quiet or not speak or just hide and say, I'm not going to get involved in this right now. Mm. And, and Jesus is saying, you got to step up because mm-hmm. at the end, uh, there's going to be a separating mm-hmm. of the, the sheep and the goats, the wheat and the chaff and all of that is what mm-hmm. Revelation has said. So yeah. I, as we wrap up, we just have a couple questions we're asking ourselves and we'll encourage you to wrestle with. And the first one is how does the image and the promise of heaven descending to a new earth increase your anticipation of eternal life? Hmm. And I think one of the things we were talking about is um, like with God dwelling with us and him coming to fully restore and redeem everything. I think the closest thing Bobby and I have experienced on earth is we live in California, obviously Los Angeles area. Our family's back in Iowa and Nebraska, like our parents and our siblings, uh, some in Iowa and Nebraska and one in Colorado. But needless to say, we don't see them very often. And so yeah. that one or two times a year where there's this anticipation, this buildup that we get to see our parents, we get to see our siblings, our nieces, our nephews, and your adrenaline gets pumping, you get excited. And there's this moment that is like right. almost out the of best. body experience. It's yeah. the best. Like I see, we get to see our loved ones and you hug them. Imagine that. Times a million, all day, every day, forever. Yeah, and I think that's best. what it's going to be like with Jesus. Yeah. And so that gives me a lot of hope. Mm-hmm. Just like, man, it's going to be crazy. I wonder what that, that, that's going to be like, that mm-hmm. ecstasy, that excitement, that joy mm-hmm. forever. Yeah. Pretty cool. I know. It is. I don't have anything else to add. That's really good. Yeah. 
I guess, and then lastly is just, you know, the certainty of this future new, new world coming gives us hope for the present. Like right mm-hmm. now in the immediate, whatever we're going through, mm-hmm. it's okay. God's working to shape you, to mold you, to conform you. And if you're walking in the spirit, it's to the image of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be worth it when Jesus comes back. It's going to be worth it mm. um, to go through the hardships, the trials, whatever it is that God's going to bring us through here is for our good. Yeah. And in the moment, it's hard to swallow that sometimes, but we're not living right here for the immediate. We have a future hope we're living mm-hmm. into and for eternity. And I'm thanking God for revelation. Yeah. So thanks uh, so much for listening, yeah. you guys. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye.